0: Song, my darling,
1: because this was the theme of our conference this weekend,
0: and uh, it's an Alicia Keys song for those of you who don't know.
1: It is, I've
0: known that for a long time
1: like five minutes.
0: Yeah, I said, Who sings that? (laughs) I'm (laughs) such an idiot. Uh, welcome to Zen Parenting Radio. This is podcast number. Oh, goodness, what do you think? What number do you think? 393. It might be 393, but I don't think that's right. I think really? it's more like 364. I'm just guessing, but I'm pulling it up right
1: now. Oh, you're right. We're not in the 90s, time. We're at
0: 363. Yeah. Podcast number 363. You're right. Why listen to Zen Parenting Radio? Because you'll feel outstanding. And who doesn't want to feel outstanding? I do. Do you? I do. And you have a headache. I do. Wonder why. <laughs> Had a bit of a, a crazy, amazing weekend. So... Um, I'm going to,
1: I'm going to call it a joy headache.
0: Yeah. It's a joy. It's a joy. Ache.
1: Cause I don't have a headache because there was anything bad. I'm just, I'm think I'm just, I don't know. I'm just letting go of everything. And right. this is what tends to happen. You know what? What? I will take this because I felt great on Friday and Saturday. And if I have to, cause yesterday it started, if I have to have a headache a little bit after I'm cool with that. It was worth it. It was worth it. You
0: earned the headache.
1: Correct. And I can relax if I want to after this show. Uh, um, So always remember what
0: our motto is, that the best predictor of a child's well-being is a parent's self-understanding. On today's show, we are going to, uh, we had the big conference this weekend that we've been promoting for the last six months. And shout out and thank you to everybody who uh, spent their time, money, energy, resources of getting there.
1: Yes. Our... Partners, everybody who is, you know, all the tables in the room, and all of our volunteers and conference staff. And our
0: Zen friends, our Zen
1: friends, and people who took care of our kids, mm-hmm. so we could, you know, make this work. And
0: do you say vendors? I think you just said vendors. I,
1: well, maybe. I said partners. I consider the vendors, the sponsors, the yep. author bloggers, all of them to be partners. Mm-hmm. So,
0: would you mind if I just rattled off no, their names no, no, real no. quick? I wouldn't
1: mind at all. Because
0: I wanna, I wanna just give them one last shout out. Because Please. we, uh, we could not put on the conference that we would want to put on if it were not for companies like Let It Be Us. The Tribe Men's Group, Rita Highland Coaching, Trinity, Yoga by Degrees, Edward Jones, HGNA, Comprehensive Clinical Services, Bring It Home, Tree of Life Chiropractic Care, Zen Plus Architecture, uh, Certified Tax Coach, How to Be Raised Respectful Parents, uh, The Hug Store in Alley Falls and Camps by Krista and Raw Honey Mamas. Yes. It's quite a list. Yes. And they're on, if you want to learn more about them, go to zengetsreal.com. We have links on there for you. So I just thought that uh, I just am, have such gratitude for all the attendees and all the sponsors. So They
1: create the warmth.
0: They do. Mm-hmm. They do.
1: So on today's
0: show, we did a Friday night keynote at our conference, mm-hmm. and we're going to kind of maybe give a brief summary of what it is that we discussed.
1: Yeah. Well, do you want to talk about Friday before Saturday? Because um, we were going to talk about our other speakers first, weren't we?
0: Sure. Let's talk about our other spe- Only, speakers. Only
1: We could never like, you know, tell you everything they said. We would, first of all, we could never do it justice because they all had their own individual way of presenting. Um, but just a few th- takeaways from each person. Um, so on Saturday, the day started with Rob Bell. And I think anybody who was there would say that he was pretty darn amazing. Um, there was a lot of people at the conference who already knew who Rob was. So they were probably not surprised how amazing he was. But there was a lot of people who he was new to them. And I had people running up to me saying, how do, how do I get more information about this guy? Yeah. And he has a podcast called The Rob Cast. Yeah. So for those of you that were at the conference who wanted more, you know, Rob Bell, his podcast is amazing. Do you, you want to hear free. a clip of
0: uh, his podcast from today? Sure. And so, you know. We're going to, I got all kinds of things I want to talk about. Um, and, but by the way, first off, I want to say a shout out to everybody at Zen Parenting. Did you know this was such a thing, Zen Parenting? I got this invitation to go speak at this Zen Parenting event and it was fantastic. It was a couple of days ago. So uh, to, to Todd, Kathy, to all of you who at Zen Parenting, big shout out, man, I felt right
1: at home. So much love. And um...
0: So much love. Thank you, R.B. That was
1: very nice, Rob.
0: And he was saying thank you not just to us, but to everybody who attended.
1: Well, because that's the thing about the conference. Um, Again, we'll do it again a year from now, but it just feels good to be there. So for those of you that are like, oh, I don't really want to talk about parenting or, you know, I don't really need another person telling me what to do. (laughs) That's not what it is at all. It's about feeling good. You know, like our show is like Feel Outstanding. Go to a place where you feel like you belong where you feel like you hear things that make you come alive. And then when those things happen to you, you just naturally offer that to your children. That's what Zen parenting is.
0: What's great about um, how Rob pulled it all together, and I still don't, I'm not quite sure how he did this, but he talked about quantum physics. Architecture. 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 CVS pharmacies and Kentucky Fried Chicken buildings. And it all fit beautifully in the realm of parenting. And I don't know, he's just has a talent for seeing things in a different way and make and challenging you, inviting you to think, think about things that are different. My, my main takeaway from him was there's a few kids, including our own in the audience. yeah. And we've been talking on this podcast for years about baggage and how I have baggage and my job is not to pass down the baggage to my kids. And he, basically said the exact same thing in a little bit different way and one invitation that he asked the teenagers in the audience is kids when your parents are acting a little uh what's the adjective i might want to use when
1: they seem to be really frustrated about something that doesn't make sense to you Mm
0: -hmm. ask them is this mine or is this yours yeah i have a feeling i'm going to say that a lot whenever i'm talking to a group Mm -hmm. is this mine or is this yours.
1: And those of you who listen to the show you understand exactly what that means. A lot of times we're coming after our kids with all of this like energy and oftentimes venom and frustration. And you know, the person across from us is looking at us like why are you coming after me? What what is this? This has nothing to do with me. Yeah. And we may rationalize and say it has everything to do with you, but the intensity of our feeling about it in itself indicates it's not about what happened. Well,
0: it's so funny because I'm not a words guy, but I'm appreciating language more and more as you and I continue to grow together mm-hmm. because he's teaching the exact same thing that you and I are mm-hmm. and that Shafali is and that all these other people are. But, you know, whenever I get this kind of new way of explaining it, it's really powerful.
1: It, absolutely. And and to be honest, Rob Bell does not do parenting stuff normally. Mm-hmm. Um, he, like Todd said at the conference, he does have something on his website called Launching Rockets, and it's about parenting. It's like an audio book kind mm-hmm. of thing. But his typical discussions are much more about overall yeah. and individual spirituality and how everything is indeed spiritual and how love wins. and you know, a little bit broader picture, but he beautifully brought together all those elements and focused it around parenting because he himself is a parent.
0: We could go on for an hour just talking about Rob's thing. Mm -hmm. And the only last thing I'll say about Rob is when he was done, I'm like, this guy could have gone on for another three hours and that would have been fine. So anyways, so you want to talk about Rosalyn? Sure.
1: So Rosalyn, um, and first of all, it was fun because there were so many fangirls in the audience of Rosalyn because anybody who did women's studies, gender studies in college, her books are – required reading. Right. So like to, you know, to have that. And also if you've seen Mean Girls, you know, that was the basis that came from her book. So um so Rosalyn was amazing and she was really good about giving very specific information about supporting your middle school and high school kids. And obviously this starts even earlier than that, but because she was focusing around when kids start to get on social media and when kids start to really have relationships with each other and interact with each other outside of the parenting experience, mm-hmm. you know, where they're kind of having to deal with their own stuff. Yeah. She gave a really good information about how we can help them, yep. how we can support them, and some of it is is not about us stepping in and doing anything. You know, one of her points was, when you are the parent that gets so frustrated that you say, "I'm going to call that school" or "I'm going to call that parent about that," your kid is so uncomfortable with that. And let me let me start by saying this, Rosalind, the reason that I've always adored her is she is not someone who goes out and does all this academic work and focuses on adults and focuses on what parents are saying, she talks to kids. Yeah,
0: that's her main um information resource.
1: It's her complete information resource. She goes to schools and talks to the kids and
0: gets them to talk to her.
1: And, well, and I can see why. I mean, I just a little side note here, when Rosalind was finishing up her book signing, obviously Todd and I wanted to walk her out and my girls, my 12 and 13 year old girls wanted to meet her of course, because they love mean girls and they, you know, know about her books and I introduced my girls to her and she instantly started a conversation with them, not like a, oh, hello, how are you? But like, hey, yeah. what's going on with it you It was guys? like
0: their aunt that they've always had or something like that, instant rapport.
1: And I was immediately, I felt myself pulling out of that conversation purposefully because I realized she was totally zoned in with them and that my 13-year-old daughter asked her such a deep and intimate question right off the bat that Rosalind totally... Took time with and listened to her and said some things back to her that really inspired her. And first of all, I'm so thankful for that. Just on a yeah personal level. note. right? But just observing that and how, as adults, that's what I mean about be yourself with kids yeah. and teens. This whole role thing yeah. that we put on, where we're like, oh, I, you know, call me Mrs. blah blah blah. And again. For those of you that do that with children, that's fine. I'm not saying you can't call adults, Misses, whatever. But, but at
0: least question your beliefs about certain things that you always think are true.
1: Well, and that, that sometimes kids get to a certain age where maybe is a time that they can call us by our first names. Yeah. I even tell five-year-olds to call me Kathy. So and that's I. just my, right. that's not, I'm not saying everyone needs to do that. I'm more comfortable. I feel like when I'm with a child, I want them to know me. Yeah. And I don't think they're going to respect me less because of the name.
0: And I don't know who Mr. Adams is, but it ain't me.
1: Well, that's the thing is when people say Mrs. Adams, I don't respond. Yeah. Because I don't even know who that is.
0: Who are you talking about? Who are you
1: talking about? Um, what you talking about, Willis? What, what you talking about? So anyway, that's just a side note of Rosalind. But the other thing that she said um, that I thought was really helpful is when we're talking to our kids, shorter conversations – are really helpful. Like if we're going to address something, sometimes, and I took this in, I'm such a uh, lecturer like where I sometimes want to give this vast amount of information to my kids so they know how well I've thought through it. And she's like, make it shorter. And she said, and sometimes in the car, this kind of reminded me of John O'Sullivan from last year, don't think you have to have deep conversations after school. Pick them up. Say hi, you're happy to see them. And if they don't feel like talking, then shut up. Mm -hmm. We feel like we have to like create this story around, I pick up my kid and then my kid tells me everything. And sometimes they want to get in the car and decompress. Yeah.
0: The kid's been on for eight hours and now he has to be on with you because you haven't seen him in eight hours. And then it's all about you and not your child.
1: Exactly. It's your needs and your belief system about how you're parenting. And, you know, she says a lot of parents will say to me, well, I want to talk to him in the car because they're captive in the car. And, you know, when they're captive, I want to get the information. And she's like, who wants to be captive?
0: Well, and I've even said that on this podcast is like the car is a great time. And I still believe that, but not right after school. Like if you're doing a long road trip or something like that, you know, that's kind of a convenient time to have a discussion because there's less distractions. But after school is not the time.
1: Well, and I will even challenge that, Todd, because I think sometimes, again, it's for our needs. Right. Because I even experienced this with you. When you and I are in the car with the girls, sometimes you'll be like, now we're going to have this discussion because you're ready. Right. And if they're not, then it's not there's not a two way discussion. So
0: happening. then what do I do? I say, um, hey, kids, is this a good time? Like,
1: I don't even think it needs to be so structured. Why can't we just be real and authentic? Why can't we be like, hey, here's something I'm thinking about. Um, and then maybe you and I have the conversation. Maybe it ends and maybe it starts up again. We can, I think we do a better job... I think we can do a better job just being ourselves and bringing up things that are really interesting rather than falling into that role of now I'm going to be your dad and start a conversation. Because I can, and you could say this right back to me, but I can tell when you're like trying to do dad things. Sure. And it, you can feel it. So if I can feel it, then they can feel it. Yeah. So it's just a reminder to us that, again, this is why this is kind of the message we try and relay at the conference. Just learn how to be yourself. Yep. And then show up for your kids that way.
0: Well, we'll jump over Ollie for a second, but Annie and John on Friday night, Annie has written a book, Role to Soul and Soul to Soul. And that's exactly what it's about.
1: Soul to Soul Parenting and then Role to Soul. Soul to Soul Parenting is specifically about parenting. Role to Soul is any role in our lives. And and she takes it so deep. I mean, I'm telling you, the first time I read that book, I was like, whoa, like so many levels and layers. Um, And that's exactly what she's talking about is when you meet someone, regardless of where they are in, in any place, you know, socioeconomic level, you know, all those things, they are just another soul. It's it. All this external stuff that we focus on and all these like labels, labels judgments,
0: all that stuff. It doesn't serve. So yeah, on Friday night after Kathy and I kind of did our keynote, we invited John Duffy and Annie Burnside to come and do a little Q&A and talk about anxiety, which I thought went beautifully. beautifully. Every speaker, I'm like, wow, I wish we had more time. It seemed like, and We built in breaks that I think everybody liked and and helped because people like- Don't
1: you think the breaks helped a ton? I do. I really
0: do. Last year's conference, we were much more compressed Mm -hmm. and like, okay, everybody get back. And we put in a good 20, 30 minutes in between speakers. And I think people dug that.
1: And we had speaker after speaker sometimes. And so you couldn't like fully absorb what the first speakers said. Yeah, we went
0: from Mary-Kate. Or not, Mary Kate. What was Mary Kate's? Carrie. Mom? We Carrie. went from
1: Shefali to Carrie, right. and they both had such powerful talks. That you're like, oh gosh, I yeah. can't even take all this yeah, in. That
0: was a good idea. Yeah, there so was another good idea that you had that I was wrong on.
1: The long lunch.
0: I don't know if it was a long lunch, but it's something like, yeah, that's this works out better.
1: And not I, having oh, breakouts. Not having breakouts. Yeah, I didn't. I did not miss breakouts at and all.
0: And what? And if you went and you, if you went to either this year's or this year's and last year's, we would love feedback. Um, we'll do I, a
1: Survey Monkey, don't you think? I
0: don't know. We'll see. Okay. I, I went to, I kind of, I went into this conference thinking that breakouts were important and fun because you get to decide and choose between different topics. But this year we basically put all our eggs into one basket, which were you know three you speakers. and I on Friday night, and then our three keynotes on Saturday. And I would, it would have been. It would not have been as good had we broken it out.
1: Well, the feedback I got last year was I wanted to see all three keynotes, and I didn't want to choose. Sometimes people just want to relax and chill and yeah. sit down and allow that information to they, – they want to be a part of the big picture and not have to you know, be like, oh, which thing am I most focused on? And sometimes a title of a breakout is not really – explaining what's going to happen yeah, in that breakout too. um so
0: so let's go to ali go back really
1: quick to ali so ali was lovely and he had his son his 10 year old son asma with him mm-hmm. and they presented together yeah. which you know uh ali brought that up to me or to todd and i about a month or two ago saying you know i'm gonna bring him with me can he speak with me and i thought that's Perfect because that's kind of the whole point. Yeah, because what Ali does is he teaches kids at risk kids in Baltimore, and then we found out in many other places he teaches them yoga and meditation. And so, to have you know his son explain how he came into yoga and meditation, and he didn't the message that I got from that, which is I think something that we say on the show a lot, is you don't force your kids to do what you're doing, no, you introduce them to things not by not by inauthentically saying, oh, look at my yoga mat, just be doing it.
0: Well, what I was going to say is invite, but even invite is a tricky word because you can invite with a lot of elements of shame and guilt. If they say, no, I do that all the time. Like, hey, do you want to go outside and play catch? And like, I'll just have an energy of, you better want to do this because yeah. if you don't, then I'll be disappointed. Yeah. Or you can truly be authentic and say, I just want to invite you along for the ride. But if you don't, no problem. You know, and- it's how you do it versus what you do.
1: And just creating that space like I what I've said to the girls is because I have, um, you know, a meditation area of my own, I've said to them, you can use that whenever you want, just so you know. Not like, hey, do you, are you going to use it? Are you going to use it tonight? Do you think you want yeah, to use it? Yeah, you probably
0: know? said that once or twice to them and in the last it. year, yeah. and you haven't brought it up. No. I'll, I'll be interested, after they saw, oh, did they see Ali? Because our kids had something.
1: I think they only saw half. Uh,
0: Walmart. Um, Walmart. Because
1: they had a like orchestra and band performance in the middle of the day. <laughs> there was a lot going on this weekend. Yeah. Like, they had Our older girls had a dance on Friday night, but because of our family and friends, it all worked out. Yeah, they
0: helped us out. So
1: anyway, Ali was awesome. I and, and last thing I'll say about that, his son actually led everybody through stress breathing.
0: And I don't think anybody was thinking to themselves, why is this kid doing this? Because it was very obvious that he was in... If there's no experts in meditation, but he was very comfortable in leading it, completely
1: confident. Yeah. He had the timing. Yep. he knew exactly what the words were to use, and everybody was doing it. And what Ali explained is stress breathing, um is the it's the type of breathing that most of the kids he's worked with continue to use. How old after. is his son? Ten.
0: Ten. Mm-hmm. So it was something. It was pretty incredible to see a ten year old lead two hundred and fifty or so, mostly parents. In a meditation, I know it was really powerful. I
1: know, and through a breathing, it was more like a pranayama than it was a meditation. Yeah, it was a a breathing thing, right? But so that was Saturday, and I could not be more pleased and honored, um, grateful, and grateful to the people, to Rob and Rosalind and Ali. I mean, I was enthralled and just so thankful that they came.
0: Me too. Thank you.
1: And like, and Annie and John yeah, are good friends.
0: To our speakers, to our partners, to our attendees, in uh, you know, all the attendees, but the ones that kind of flew in. There's always a special place in my heart for the people who have to get on a plane to get to Chicago in the middle of February. Oh, one quick shout out. My fa- I have a lot of favorite people, but two of my favorite people are... Anthony and Dominique yes. Molina yes they flew they took a flight from like San Diego up to Sacramento and they're going to take the California Zephyr the train all the way across the country and the train got canceled because because of an avalanche oh my gosh so they rented a car drove to Reno and took a different train and missed Friday night so they basically did it and uh, they just got Saturday but they still thought it was worth it so my hats off to two of my favorite people, um, Anthony and Dominique, wow. and their son. Yes. So, anyways, I just thought that that was pretty awesome. So, to all you people, thank
1: you to everybody. So,
0: what we're going to do now is first I'm going to talk about uh, one of my partners, Tree of Life Chiropractic Care, Dr. Kelly. She was also a proud sponsor of the conference, and she adjusts us. You might need to be adjusted, I as I see so. you. I'm
1: rolling my neck. Rolling right your
0: now. neck right now. Um, tree of life chiropractic care at dot tree.com they have been our partner and sponsor uh, since almost day one and then avid company jeremy craft um, avidco.net painting and remodeling throughout Chicago call area 630-956-1800 thank you to our amazing uh, partners and for any other businesses out there you want to um, partner up with us in our podcast help you spread your message uh, shoot me an email at todd at ZenParentingRadio radio.com so now what we're going to do is do a brief overview. We we uh, did a keynote for about two hours on Friday night. We're going to condense that two hours into about 30 minutes or so. <laughs> yeah, about 30 minutes. So we're basically just working off of our slides. So for those of you who saw us on Friday night, this may be a little redundant, but probably not, because Kathy and I tend not to do things the same way from one time to the next?
1: Well, and because they're words, you have a different perspective on them depending on the day. You know, basically that's what Todd and I decided to do was we had for uh, the conference, and we did this last year too, we come up with phrases, basically things that are meaningful to us in the moment, things that explain what we hope to share the weekend of the conference. And then we decided to just use those phrases to be our talking points. And we didn't, I mean, maybe you wrote down some stuff, but it was more like, this is why this is important.
0: I wrote down a few notes. As we were going up there, you said, <laughs> you said something like, um, do I need my notes? And I don't even know if you had notes. I, I said, No. Notes. Just go up there and talk. Well, it's
1: funny. I had a folder of a few things written down, and I still don't know where it is. So like my pre-conference workshop, I did a pre-conference workshop. I can't say those things together. Pre-conference workshop on Thank you. My mouth struggles with those You're welcome. Um, I, on Friday during the day. And I didn't have I forgot everything. So I just kind of <laughs> had to, <laughs> to when I say forgot everything, I don't mean I forgot what I was going to teach, but I didn't have any notes. I just kind of went with what I thought we should do. So I, I think it worked out fine. Um, and then so same thing. My folder was missing for our talk, but it, I digress. These were the things we focused on. The first one was the title of the conference or the theme of the conference, which is "We Are Here," and really the reason that I chose that was because of our times that we're in right now. I think um, leading up to the conference, I had a, I had this idea that I was going to do this opening that was really fun, and you know I had all these people like dancing, and and I was and after everything with the election, I was like that just, that just doesn't feel right. like what's happening. So you adjusted. So the adjustment was we are here, which means a million different things. Obviously, it means presence and mindfulness and being here in a certain space together and being you know alive together. But it also meant that sometimes you feel alone or sometimes you feel like, people think so differently or or do I have a tribe or and we are here we, there are people everywhere that are bringing the light yeah. there are people everywhere that want to do good things and that's not a political thing that you don't there are people on both sides that want goodness and what we need to do is find those people to increase that voice yeah. because the voice that we're tending to hear lately are the voices of negativity or the voices of divisiveness or the voices of um lies mm. and we are here so sometimes we go into this shell and we think oh you know there's nothing i can do and that is not true yeah. we we are here and i was thinking about that during the uh, women's march like looking around at everybody. And that's what I kept thinking is we are here. Women are here. We are here. And I don't mean, you know, Todd and I got really deep about women and men at the conference. I don't mean women are here, therefore men don't have to do anything. We need to do this together. But typically, it has been men who have been in big leadership roles, yeah. right? And that's everything from government to CEOs to, you know, it when you look at the difference statistically it's staggering. Yeah. And um and I think what's changed or what's been woken up is women are here. And it is going to their voices are louder and they're stepping up and we are we are leading the way in many ways. Yeah. And so that was the other part of we are here is women for me.
0: Yeah, and I talked about this actually on Saturday, not on Friday. But the, um, you know, I gave some examples both on the macro level and the micro level Mm -hmm. of how women are standing up for themselves and their rights and their beliefs. And there's a part of me,
1: and can I just stop that because that's sometimes the misperception. We are standing up for ourselves, but we're standing up for others. Right. When after the march, I got a lot of emails from people saying, "What are you doing? What rights don't you have? Everything's fine for you." And I think that's that challenges me because. Our job here on earth is to take care of each other. So
0: would you go as far as saying, you know, the Women's March was not about women's rights. It is about let's show up and take care of all human beings. The women's
1: rights, like the reproductive rights yeah. and that kind of thing, that's a piece of it. Right.
0: But that—that that is not all encompassing.
1: Not at all. It's for everybody. It's anything about race. It's anything about socioeconomic. It's anything about healthcare. It's anything about, you know, the the Dakota Pipeline. It's, yeah. it, it's everything. It's the environment. Yeah. It's where we look at Mother Earth and we go, who's taking care of her?
0: So it's funny because I even had guys on my tribe weekend, uh, uh, the retreat that I did, and if, uh, one, uh, one specifically, I like. I don't even understand what the Women's March is. Like, <laughs> what are they marching for? And it's not like he's an idiot. He on he's he asking just, a good question. He just didn't know. And I think that there's probably people listening on this podcast. Like, oh, you know, I just figured it was about women's rights, and that's not what it's about. And what I said on Saturday is, listen, ladies, I I see some women in this globe and in our community that are stepping up in a way. And I feel like as a man, I'm not doing my fair share. So I cannot look to other men to step up. The only thing I can do is look at myself in the mirror and say, I need to do a better job. And I invite all the men out there to ask themselves, are they asserting themselves in the same way that some of these females are out there? And it's not a guy bashing thing at all. Because what I said to the ladies, ladies, invite us along and we we all need to be in on this together
1: and join us yeah. instead of take over yeah. or question let's do this together right. equally because the fear is always if men are like okay We'll come in. We'll right. do it. No, we're very capable. Mm-hmm. Join us and let's do this together. You use your strengths. We'll use our strengths. You guys can't see my hands, but they're, you know, they're even with each other. That's what this time is about. What I said during my pre-conference workshop is we, as women, we are – I believe we came into this time and space on purpose and that the girls and women – or the girls who have been born in the last however many years and who are going to be born soon are also on this team To make a change. we And again, this is my belief system. I believe that we chose this time because we knew something needed to change, that this would be a big time of change. And so what that means is we are finding equality, not just on paper, not Mm -hmm. just, oh, this law has changed. We are finding equality in our partnerships. We are finding equality in the work that we do. We are finding equality in our voice.
0: (laughs) Well, and, you know, one other thing I said is, you know, out of the 250 or so people that were at the conference, uh, maybe 20% were guys, mm-hmm. which are fine. But the one thing I said is, you know, guys, it's time for you not I, – I, first I honored them for, you know, it's not typical mm-hmm. for guys to show up at things like this. You know, you and I speak at events all the time and it's, it's always 20% running. or less – so what I'm asking, what I'm inviting my male counterparts who are listening to this podcast is if you happen to be one of those people that show up to things and do that, I honor you. But then in addition to that, bring somebody along with you. Mm-hmm. Like, cause it's, it's, you know, as a guy, it's like, we're scared. Like we don't want to be perceived a certain way. Like, oh, why are you supporting your wife in this women's march or whatever? It's that's when you say, it's not a women's march. This is a human rights march, Thank and you. let's go into it.
1: Thank you. And that's that's all that, you know, that's been the big picture of something that I wanted to explain, and I think we've talked about it before, but it, it does bear repeating, is that, again, as Todd said, of course there's some women's issues in there, that, and those may be the stimulus for a lot of people to get involved. But once you step in there, you realize how many people need our support and need and deserve, and have the right to be taken care of and looked after. Mm-hmm. And that is what we do. Yeah. So, um, anything else about We Are Here, huh
0: No, let's go to the second one Generate Peace, which is kind of what we've been talking about, anyways.
1: Yeah, it, they kind of all flow into each other. Right. Um, generate Peace to me was our invitation to make sure that. We are practicing our own self-care and becoming self-aware of where we are before we step out to make a change in the world. Because if we become angry or frustrated or – which are all very natural things to feel – if we don't transform that into an energy that is helpful – then we are actually creating more frustration and anger in the world. Do you see what I mean? If we get angry, totally cool, because that's when you know your boundaries have been crossed, but then we need to work inside to make sure we generate our own sense of peace so then when we go out there and make change, we're offering peace.
0: Well, and I'd like to take this into kind of a parenting direction. One is, uh, you know, we always talk about bags. We actually talked about baggage earlier in this exact same podcast, but... um, you know, one observation that I had and to speak specifically, one of my daughters took Spanish in um, in their elementary school uh-huh. and then took French in middle school and is planning to take Italian in high school. And there's a logical, practical side of me that says, I know better than you. Take Spanish because it'll be the most relevant as you grow up in this country because Spanish-speaking people are more prevalent than any, you know, French mm-hmm. or Italian, all that. So there's a um, an egoic, logical, practical part of me that wants to say, "I know better than you," and you need to take Spanish and forget about Italian and French. But then when I step back, who's talking about the ten thousand feet and above? Um, the pulling back. I think it was Annie on yeah, Friday night. Yeah, the leaf night. and the tree. Maybe I don't know, and maybe my daughter is going to end up traveling the world and being fluent in all three of these countries. So I say this example to you because we always think because we want to feel good about our role in our family that we do know better and we do know how to guide our children into being quote unquote successful people. And just ask yourself. Maybe you don't know better, and maybe your kid knows exactly what to do. Like a few of the people uh, asked questions and said, You know, my kid, I don't, I don't, this might be not taboo, but a tough one to explain is my kid doesn't really respond well to the traditional school system. Mm-hmm. And then they decided to put them into an online school system. Right? And
1: actually, they didn't decide to do anything like that. The kids said, this is what, that's what I, I mean. Want. Oh, right. The way you said it, it sound like the parents decided it. The parents right. didn't no, decide. The kid wanted but it. But
0: the parent was receptive S- to doing supported. that. And Rob had a beautiful example of that mm-hmm. with his own son.
1: Well, and that's the thing is that what your point is, is that your story mm-hmm. dictates yep. that Spanish is the smart thing to do. That's yep. what, and that's from our generation. Yep. And it's not that you can't use data mm-hmm. to to support that thought. It's that this is not your story. Yeah. That if my daughter wants to take Italian, that's in alignment with her story. And that is when I step back and say, go do it. Mm -hmm. And when, you know, my friend uh, that you're talking about, when her daughter comes home and says, I expend so much energy on the socialization of school and the expectation of school and the, you know, just the amount of time I spend in this school that I don't have any time for myself or the people I love. So could I instead go to school online And not have to deal, because her daughter has a lot of anxiety Mm. and a lot of, you know, challenges with that kind of social expectation. So she allowed my, you know, this woman allowed her daughter to be at home and to do school online. And her daughter said to her right away, now I feel like I can breathe. Now I feel like I can love you guys. I didn't have any space for that before. And many of you may listen to that and go, well, that's ridiculous. Mm. That is your story. Right. And some, you know, Rob talked a lot about this. You have to allow them, you know, the the phrase he used is that Trader Joe's thing. This is the new entrance. Today, this is the new entrance. Nothing is static. Nothing is forever. You know, he he discussed that. We, some, we have these belief systems that we don't even question, like my child needs to have stability, they need to be in the same school, they need to be in the same town, and we'll do everything we can to maintain this sense of structure, and that his, you know, he's saying, maybe that's not true. Maybe there's all sorts of different ways to do things, especially at this place and time.
0: I took a picture of one of Rob's slides. It says, work out what you need to work out so that your kid doesn't have to work out what you didn't work out in addition to what they need to work out. Correct. And that's like a lot of words, but basically what they're saying is do your own work.
1: And do your own work. I mean, that kind of takes it to a different place. But if we're going to like connect to that, recognize what's yours, yeah. which is this is what my kid needs, and then recognize what your kid is saying to you. And maybe that's the place to direct your attention. Again, there can still be boundaries. And maybe depending on where you live or your situation, or maybe you're in a divorce situation where there's another parent who has a say and you don't get to choose everything, maybe there are places that that not everything we're talking about here will work. Mm -hmm. Like maybe an online school, you know, you're like, I'm never going to do that. Totally fine. But maybe- That's fine.
0: Just question why you're thinking whatever.
1: Right. That's it. Right? Just- Question or question why you're thinking whatever, and listen to what your child is telling you Mm. and open your mind to the possibility that there might be other ways to do things. When, you know, we talk about when our kids are really little and they're our teachers and they're our mirror and they wake us up to our own patience and our own emotions and our own abilities. And as our kids become preteens and teens, then they wake us up to how we perceive the world as far as structure because that's when they start to have an opinion and they start to have a belief system of their own and this is how I want to do my story and that's when we really need to say okay what's mine and what's yours and these there's no simple answers here like there's no like absolutes never is because that's why I go to that thing that I just said before about today this is where the entrance is where you may make one decision And it works out for a little bit. Like Rob was talking about, his son decided he wanted to get out of the private school and go to the public school. And he did. And then he was in the public school for a while and he loved it. But then he decided that his true passion is his music. And he decided to play his instrument and go to school. uh, It was kind of like a community college situation, like where he could go in and take tests and study. So he was still doing education, but in a way that he could still do his music. And many people say, oh, that's, you know, I could never do that. And that's where you say, why? Right. What about that is not okay?
0: All right, you ready for the next one? Yes. Uh, the third slide we talked about was called "Create Meaning." Correct. Um, this is where I talked about the above the line, below the line stuff, which we've already talked about yes. on this podcast. So, uh, if you're interested in that, um, put in our search bar on our website. Go to and just type in Anne Marie, one word. And that's when we talked a lot about mm-hmm. the above the line, below the line. Henry
1: so. from Bring It Home. And what I talked about with create meaning is there are different ways that we can see things. We can see things through the lens of why this is bad, or we can see th- things through the lens of why, how we can take this information and create something good out of it. For example, you have a challenge in front of you. You either say, life sucks, things are hard, I'll never get through this. Or you say, this is an opportunity. I have a team that will support me. Um, I have all the tools I need to 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 deal with this. You create your own meaning. And most of us, many of us, when we are below the line, to your point, we can't even see other ways. And below
0: the line is real quick is when you're like not unconscious, unconscious like asleep, but when you're coming from a place of lack or when you're in fear or you're afraid of something that's below the line. And it's not a really good Um, deserving explanation what above and below the line is, but that's enough. We've done it so many
1: times that basically it's just, are you coming from fear and anxiety, lack, there's no other way, hopelessness, or- Are you coming from from
0: from a place of curiosity, questioning your beliefs, yeah, stuff like that.
1: And just that anything is possible, not in the magical, mystical way, but like you don't even know what's possible. You don't even know. All you know is your life experience thus far. And there's a
0: part of me that thinks that I know that my daughter would be better off if she took Spanish throughout high school. No, you I don't really know. You really don't. I'm. It could be a good guess. Right. I could possibly. You know. To your point, you could pull up all the statistics, but your kid's not a statistic. Right. She may have it could be intuition it could be something else doesn't matter but she could have a very good reason why she wants to take italian that she doesn't even know about yet
1: and let's say it's completely true and that this equals this which means they'll have a better school experience maybe school is going to be a piece of her story but not her entire story right. maybe she's going to do something different in the arts or you know it it's that it's being open to that we may have all the data data that we need but it doesn't mean it tells somebody's story it's just an educated guess that's
0: right it's that's an all it is and guess. That's a thing we have to speak in terms of there's no certainty
1: Mm-mm.
0: really i mean maybe, about anything right so you know one of the uh, things about that book that i love 15 commitments of conscious leadership is speak inarguably and what mm-hmm. that means is don't say anything with any certainty at all because there is no certainty about anything now somebody might be coming up with an example of what is certain but you get the gist we don't know anything for certain.
1: Yeah, I mean, and and certainty, it's a, you know, it's... You
0: could say two plus two equals four, or how about this? One plus one equals two, right? Right. But one plus one can actually also equal one. Right. You take, I got a, a wad of gum in this hand, a wad of gum in that hand. I put Wait, them both take- in my mouth. All of a sudden, I got one big piece of gum.
1: Right. And and that kind of thinking or that kind of wordplay yeah. reminds you that, yeah, in some structures, there is some certainty in math and that kind of thing. But even with that, that's why we kind of got into quantum physics yes. um, with Rob's talk. Because once you understand physics, especially quantum physics, you recognize how everything is just a little crazy and mysterious mm-hmm. and pretty amazing, yeah. awe-inducing. So uh,
0: next one is, if not you, then who?
1: yeah. So, uh, you know, my thought on that was both macro and micro in the home. You know, Todd and I got off on a talk of um, talking about how sex talks in the home and how – a lot of parents will say, well, I'm not really going to focus on sex because they're going to be taught that at school or they're going to be taught that from their church. So I'm not going to have that conversation. And how is that really what we want for our kids? Do we really want their school, their church, and their peers teaching them about something that's so deep and important? And if not you, then who are you depending on to yeah, it's, tell your it's kids quite
0: these things? A, a, it's quite an effort of delegation. Oh my gosh. As important as sexuality is and the amount of... Love and trouble you can get in when it comes to sex. Like there's some wonderful parts about sex and there's some scary parts about sex.
1: Well, and you just use the word delegation, but I would say assumption. Because you you know, you aren't really going to the church and saying, You'll teach this, right? You just make this assumption. Right. You just say, Well, I know because I learned it there. Or I learned it from my peers. And I'm you guys. You don't want your 12-year-old or your 13-year-old or your 15-year-old learning about sexuality from their peers because Mm -hmm. their peers do not know. They are the age they are. They have limited information. A lot of it is from the internet. A lot of it is from porn Mm -hmm. and inappropriate things. And you want to give them the true meaning, which is that physical and emotional are completely connected and that they have ownership of their own body and, and sexuality. And we
0: got to get comfortable of why we might be resistant to having these sexual discussions with our sons and daughters. And usually it's because of our own discomfort. Absolutely. So this is an effort of looking into the mirror and asking yourself, why is this hard? And if it's, if it's difficult, then we need to work through that, right. either with our partner or with a coach, with a therapist, something, because there's no way you're going to give them ease about sexuality unless you also have the ability to have ease. And I'll, I'll call myself out. There are times when it's not the most comfortable conversation to have with my daughter, but I will step outside of my comfort zone and do it. And I'm still, we have a, we're part of this, uh, sex series. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'll see if I can find the exact link, but, um, I'm actually going to look into that a little bit because it's 30 experts over 30 days. I actually had some questions about that this weekend when they're like, well, what resources do I have? And I'm like, actually, we're going to be part of a pretty good little once a day summit for 30 days. Mm-hmm. So let will see if I can find that. Oh, well, talking to kids about sex series dot com. Talk to kids about sex series dot com.
1: So, and it's not, and obviously we're talking about sexuality here, but it's about everything about leadership, about self awareness, about self care. If you are not showing that to your children by your daily experience, who do you think is? And maybe there are people, you know, there are, I completely believe in the village that it's not like we're supposed to have every piece of everything for our kids. Like, you know, you hope that aunts are involved and grandparents and cousins and, I know that they're getting things from everybody, but we can't just go through our life in kind of a deadened autopilot way and think our kids are somehow picking up how to be kind. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it's coming from their experience with us and the space that we create with them in our home. That's how they learn. Yep. They don't even remember the words. They just remember how they feel. And then they pass that along.
0: Three more real quick. Okay? Bring, Bring the light, sweetie.
1: Well, that's... That was kind of my favorite one from this weekend. We actually had buttons made that said bring the light. And really that's just about who are you going to be in this world? Who are you going to be at this time and place when things seem a little crazy and a little chaotic? Are you going to bring more chaos or are you going to bring the light? And bringing the light means you actually have to do the inner work. It's the generate peace thing where you have to be willing to, in a difficult situation, bring the And, you know, I'll backtrack to just do right, which is also another one of our slides. Uh, just do right, which is what I got from Maya Angelou. And we played her video about her saying, you know what's right. Mm-hmm. Just do right. And we all know what's right. You know, sometimes we get confused or we say, I don't know what to do in this situation. If we get quiet, we always know what to do. You do Right. We know what's right. We know how to treat people. We know that love is the answer. We know that love wins. But we set ourselves up in these mind games where we actually won't bring the light and we'll justify it, or we'll hurt someone and we'll justify it. So, you know, my big um, invitation to everybody listening is be the one who brings the light to situations, brings the gentleness, the kindness, the calmness, and the love.
0: How about we um, play that clip? At the at the very, very, very end of the show, the Maya Angelou. Sure, Angela it's pretty one. long. So. I know. So it's an extra three minutes that's going to be after even our outro. Okay. But if you want to listen to Maya Angelou speak some words of wisdom, it'll be there. That way...
1: You're going to do it even after the outro? Yeah. That's a pretty long time to wait and listen.
0: They have a fast forward button.
1: Ah, eh, That's true. All right. Okay. So... so
0: remind me to do that. Otherwise, I won't.
1: All righty. Um, the next one is Love Louder, which the point of that was... Again, there's a lot of voices out there that are saying things that are pretty heavy and negative and harsh, and because they are loud with their anger, they get the microphone and people listen. And I contend, as I think many people do, that loving people need to be louder. We need to love louder. We need to stand up when something is not okay and say we need to take care of each other. And again get into that space of where we do right we say no because we love and we don't have to fight again you guys know i don't love that word we need to be vocal and we need to say what we know in our hearts because people who are angry and and do practice hate they don't have a problem being loud
0: no it's almost like by definition and not by definition that love is quiet but it's certainly more It's more gentle. More apt to be quiet. Right. Because love is peaceful. Right. Right? And what we're saying is maybe our love needs to be a little bit, you know, take it up to number 11.
1: Well, this has been a big talk among teachers and spiritual leaders and thought leaders um, over the last couple months is there are some people that they just believe, you know, they kind of go into that that place of spirituality and they say everything's perfect and it is as it should be. So I'm just going to keep doing my thing and I don't need to say anything and, and, and my belief system is is when you are practicing something or when you when you believe something about the world you also need to be somewhat vocal about it you you know it's one thing to i do trust the universe and i do trust and i believe that um that things are unfolding potentially the way they should. But I don't think that I then get to just sit back and watch it. I think I have to be an active participant in it, um, within my own family, um, within my community, within the world that we don't, you know, we don't get to sit and watch TV and say everybody else is going to do it. We need to speak up and speaking up can be very loving. You don't have to be I am not a fighter. Oh, my gosh, I I'm just not. But You can love people and do it on a grand scale and bring the light, and that shifts things. When you come to somebody with love, then they take that in. We know about the changing of atoms and the energy in between each other. Rob talked a lot about that. They then take that in, and then they spread that too. So all of these things Todd and I just said, they're all interconnected.
0: Yeah. Um. Do we need to talk about let's take take care of each other? or did we just do that?
1: well, i that was our last slide. I don't think we have to get really too deep about that. We've That's what we're here to talking do about
0: it the whole time anyway.
1: Let's take care of each other. Something I post on Facebook probably at least once or twice a week about anything that I write is that is our work here together. You are not a separate individual on the earth, you know, separate from everybody else. You, Your survival is dependent on other people being around you. When people say they do things by themselves or they did it all by themselves or they're going to do it their way, they cannot survive or exist without other people. We are in this to be together. We relational. Are relational. We are interbeing. We survive because we have each other. And if we take care of each other, we take care of ourselves. So that is, and, and when we you know take care of ourselves, we take care of other people. Yeah. Interbeing
0: um any last thoughts oh we have a itunes review
1: oh right nice Uh, we
0: got one and it is from ali swoop okay she titles it so helpful for more than just parenting it's a great podcast ideas put forth about self-understanding communication are invaluable for all relationships not just the parent-child ones i truly feel this podcast has helped me develop and grow as a person and nice. she goes on to talk about her husband and things like that. But, thanks, Allie. Um, so thanks, Allie, for giving us an iTunes review. And I wanted to uh, encourage anybody else out there that hasn't given us a review. That would kind of be a big help. And then um, as my life tends to settle down a little bit now that this conference is done and I have a work conference coming up in about in, – actually tomorrow. Um, But I do want to remind that I do the coaching thing. I do it on Skype, on phone, or face-to-face, and I now have some time so my schedule is a little bit more open probably uh, in March and April. So if there's any guys out there that are interested in having some support and meeting their goals, whether it be about work or relationships or parenting or money or anything, uh, go to my website, ToddAdamsCoaching.com. I do offer free 30 minute sessions just to see if it's something that floats your boat. So, uh, really no risk. So check it out at toddadamscoaching.com.
1: And because I've been getting a lot of emails about this prior to the conference, I do not do Skype or phone oh, yeah. with women. Cause I, Todd coaches men, I coach women. Everything I do is in person. So I know that's not helpful to, to many, but, um, I do, I actually March, I have, a few dates, but I will open up some dates in April too. So if you're interested in that, um, Kathy at ZenParentingRadio.com.
0: All right. And then words of wisdom, anything we're forgetting there, sweetie?
1: Well, just that, you know, it's nice to, I feel very grateful. I feel very full. Um, I feel very as if what happened this weekend with all the love and the warmth is the truth about the world. Yeah, That's, that's what I always feel is when people are there, they feel like, Oh, this is, this is what it is. Yeah. And, and I don't mean because of the conference, because it's available all the time. Right. It's not just, but there's something about the space that feels safe. And I think that if we can take, You know, for those of you that were there, you take that feeling of where you felt safe and warm and that your instincts were good and that your intuition and, you know, so many people said, oh, my gosh, he said this and I totally agree or she said this and I totally agree. You knew it already. Mm -hmm. None of this is new. You know it. And if you can take that out into the world, um, even in the spaces that don't feel as welcoming and just remember that you are love and that you have the capacity to offer love, then we're going to be just fine. It's all good. Um, so if you want
0: to hear that Maya Angelou thing, go ahead and, uh, wait for the very end of the outro and we'll go ahead and play it. Great. See you guys, or we'll talk to you guys next, next week. week. Adios.
1: Hi everyone. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. And we hope you'll join us next time. If you're a fan of Zen Parenting Radio, consider leaving us a review on iTunes. This helps people find us. You can also just tell a friend about our show. That's our favorite kind of marketing. Todd and I do speaking engagements about Zen Parenting and self-awareness, so if you have an interested group or organization, contact us at comments at zenparentingradio.com. And get your early bird tickets for our big Let's Get Real Zen Parenting Conference February 24th and 25th at the Westin in Lombard. Todd and I will be speaking Friday night, and we have Rob Bell, Rosalind Wiseman, and Ali Smith as our keynotes on Saturday.
0: If you want to know more about self-awareness or conscious parenting, pick up one of Kathy's award-winning books at zenparentingradio.com. Or Amazon. If you're a guy, I have two resources for you. I coach guys. It's called Coaching for Guys. <laughs> On the phone, Skype, or in person, we set goals together and come up with a plan to meet those goals. The website is ToddAdamsCoaching.com. And we also have a monthly men's group. So if you're looking for a group of men to have authentic conversations with, check out the group.com. If you ever shop on Amazon, you can help us out by first going through the Amazon link on our homepage. It doesn't cost anything to you, but we get a small commission from Amazon. And finally, I want to thank our two amazing partners, Dr. Kelly from the Tree of Life Chiropractic Care and Jeremy Kraft, that bald-headed beauty from Avid Painting and Remodeling. Thanks and keep on trucking.
2: Maybe the hardest part is you. If, <laughs> if you teach, you have to live your teaching. Mm. You can't uh, say, you do not as I do, but do as I say. No, no. You have to say, I'm doing my best to live what I teach. I have a painting by Phoebe, of a group that she calls Sister Suki's funeral. And they all the women, there are about nine women, and they they all look like women in my grandmother's uh, prayer-meeting group. So whenever I'm obliged to do something, I take that painting, and I look at that painting. There's an empty chair, and I think, Now, what would Grandma do? What would she say? I can almost hear her voice say, Now, sister, You know what's right. Just do right. You don't really have to ask anybody. The truth is, right may not be expedient. It may not be profitable. But it will satisfy your soul. It brings you the kind of protection that bodyguards can't give you. Try to be all you can be, to be the best human being you can be. Try to be that in your church, in your temple. Try to be that in your classroom. Do it because it is right to do, you see. People will know you and they will add their prayers to your life. They'll wish you well. I think if your name is mentioned and people say, oh hell, oh damn, (laughs) I think you're doing something wrong. But if your name is mentioned and people say, oh, she's so sweet, he's so nice, oh, I love it. oh, God bless her. There you are. So try to live your life in a way that you will not regret years of useless virtue and inertia and timidity. Take up the, uh, the battle. Take it up. It's yours. This is your life. This is your world. I'll be leaving it long before you under the ordinary set of circumstances. You make your own choices. You can decide life isn't worth living. And that would be the worst thing you can do. How do you know? So far. Try it. See. So pick it up. Pick up the battle and and make it a better world. Just where you are. Yes. And it can be better, and it must be better, but it is up to us.